Hands up if you ever say mean things to yourself. And how often? Monthly? Weekly? Daily? I reckon for many of us, it's pretty much a daily habit, one that a lot of the time we're maybe not even aware that we're doing, whether it's telling ourselves that we're too fat or that we're rubbish at our jobs or that we're not a good enough mum. Just imagine if it was someone else in your life saying those things to you. It would absolutely chip away your confidence and self-esteem until there wasn't much left, right? The fact is, we would never dream of talking to other people that way, yet we rarely question the fact that we talk to ourselves like that. So when we're struggling with confidence, feeling a bit rubbish about ourselves and doubting in our ability to do the things we want to do, is it any wonder? And actually, one of the reasons that I see so many women struggling to create that lasting exercise habit or to eat well or to take decent care of themselves, it's because they don't believe they're worthy because of that voice that follows them around all day, every day, telling them that they don't deserve to feel good. Put like that, it feels pretty fundamental, doesn't it? So today I'm going to be exploring what's going on and what we can do to be kinder to ourselves and therefore transform our relationship with ourselves too. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. Well, hello there and welcome back to episode 22 of the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. How are you today? I've actually been having a great few weeks, very much connected to the subject of today's podcast because I've been on a bit of a mission over the last few months to be a bit kinder to myself and allow myself a little bit more time, a little bit more spaciousness into my life. And I feel like it is really starting to pay off. You know, I won't lie, it's been a bit of a long road. And the honest truth is that for years and years, I've been pretty hard on myself and not always said or thought nice things about myself. I definitely see myself as a worker, as a person that gets stuff done. And really, this has translated into me very much connecting my own sense of self-worth into how busy I am, which means that I have run around like an idiot for years, packing my diary out with clients and classes and to-do lists and all of the other things I've got going on in my life, all because I equate not being busy with failing, which then totally affects my self-esteem and my confidence. So I've been working really hard recently to disconnect myself from that and to start treating myself with a bit more kindness. Also to know that emptying my diary out a little bit, having a bit more time to think and recently spending a lot more time in the brand new hot tub is totally allowed and learning not to criticise myself for doing that. It's not an easy road, but it is so, so worth it because the result is that I just feel better about everything. Life is feeling easier. It's feeling less rushed. I am feeling better about myself. And I know for sure that I'm giving a better version of myself to my family, my friends, my clients, my members, 
It is literally a win all around. Now, obviously, we all have our own stories around this. You know, for many of the women I work with, it's about not allowing themselves the time to work out or not eating well or never taking any time for self-care. And we might tell ourselves it's because we're too busy, but often it's also connected to the things we tell ourselves about our own self-worth. Because I do really strongly believe that if we feel deep down that we are not good enough, then we're so much less likely to invest time in doing nice things for ourselves. Plus, as my own story shows, if we feel that some of our self-worth is tied up to being busy, to being needed, to being a good employee, a good mum, a good partner, then we are always going to put those things before our own needs because we are going to say mean things to ourselves when we feel that we're not living up. And it's ironic really, isn't it? Because we know that taking better care of ourselves is going to make us feel better and feel more confident. But first, we need to feel that we're actually worth taking care of. And for too many of us, whether we're aware of it or not, this just isn't the case. So we get into a vicious circle. We don't do things for ourselves, so we feel worse. So we're even less likely to do nice things for ourselves. And so it goes on. But of course, we can create a virtuous cycle instead. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But the fact is that we will all treat ourselves in the way that we think we deserve to be treated. And if we think we're failing, and if we're saying not very nice things about ourselves, if we think we're not good enough, we're going to continue to treat ourselves without that proper respect and care that we all totally deserve. And I want you to believe that we all totally, totally deserve it. And for many of us, we turn our sense of self-worth into thinking that we have to work harder, we have to move faster, we have to do more, we have to be more. So if we don't feel like we're enough, if we don't feel like we're doing the things that we should do, then we just try and do more. We do more, do more, do more to try and make up for it. And In doing that, we literally crowd out any opportunity to do nice things for ourselves by filling our lives with things that we think will make us better people. And oftentimes, it's when we slow down that the mean thoughts start to emerge. So we stay busy so that we never actually have to address what's really going on. But look, you should know me well enough by now that I don't just come to you with the problem. I am the bringer of solutions as well. So here goes. Here's a few little hints, tips, and things that you might want to try. So first of all, understand what is going on for you. If you're in a position where you feel like you're always too busy to exercise, you're not eating great because you're too busy to think about what you're eating, or when it comes to that time, you're just too tired and you can't be bothered. If you never do any meaningful kind of self-care for yourself because you feel like you should always be looking after other people, what else is actually going on? We often use busyness as an excuse. And I know that I used it myself for years. So, you know, I'm not sitting here on my high horse saying that I've never thought that because I have for a really, really long time. I was like, I must stay busy. I must keep doing things because I've got to keep everyone else happy. And I've got to prove myself, prove that I am worthy. So taking a step back, And kind of taking that out of the equation can take a bit of honesty and bravery because we do have to delve a little bit deeper into what is actually going on for us. What is the actual story that we're telling ourselves? And it's also sometimes pretty hard to admit that we don't feel worthy and that we don't care enough about ourselves to treat ourselves nicely or to acknowledge that some of the reasons we might have been churning out for years and years about why we're not moving forwards might not actually be the whole story and that there's some deeper stuff going on. But you know, you know by now, if you've been listening to me for a while, that awareness of the situation is always the first part of the process. 
usually the hardest, usually the toughest bit, usually the bit that requires the most kind of digging deep and the most bravery and the most honesty with ourselves. But always, 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 it's the first step in that journey. So once you've done that, it's about starting to catch the thought. And this takes a bit of practice because it's one of those things that you'll do loads and loads and loads for the first day and then you'll kind of forget about it. So, um, you know, I do like to, you know, give people a bit of a tip to sort of write it down somewhere on a post-it note or something. You're going to see it every single day to remind yourself, catch the thought. I mean, you can just literally write that down, catch the thought. You're going to know what you're talking about. So we're so used to those thoughts flying through our heads, sometimes multiple times a day. And, you know, they're thoughts that are maybe chipping away at our confidence confidence, you know, every time we look in the mirror, every time we think about, oh my God, I shouldn't have said that on that phone call or, oh my God, why didn't I do that project better? I could have done something else. And we sort of, we have a go at ourselves, don't we? And it just, every time we do that, it just chips away a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And we often don't even notice that we're doing it. So, by cultivating a little bit of awareness, by listening in and trying not to detach yourself so much from it and listening to what's going on in your head, then you can start to do something about it. We might think, for example, that we're too fat. And believe me when I say that telling yourself this on a regular basis has zero chance of helping you to truly make change. We might think that we need to stay busy because we equate being busy with being worthy. And again, until you understand that thought, until you catch the thought, until you hear yourself saying that to yourself, you can't do anything about it. So whatever it is, start to notice. Now, people will often say to me here, this is me sometimes as well. I'll say, okay, so I've caught the thought. Now what do I do with it? And I don't think you necessarily have to do anything active with it to start with. I think that you just have to notice. You have to start noticing what those thoughts are and when they're coming up for you. The next thing that you can do is ask yourself if it's even true. It's not often true, in fact. <laughs> in fact, it's rarely true, I'm going to say. And what evidence do you have to the contrary? Because I guarantee that you're going to find evidence to the contrary. So, let me give you an example. I sometimes feel like a bad mum because in being ambitious with my business, it does mean that sometimes I have to focus on work to the detriment of spending time with my kids. And that can lead to a lot of guilt. And I know, I know for a fact that I'm not the only one thinking this. You're all like thinking, you're all nodding your heads out there and thinking, yep, that's me. But I could just stay with that thought. I could stay with that thought. I'm a bad mum. I'm a bad mum. I'm a bad mum. It's going to do me no good. It's not going to help me to be a better mum. Just thinking that thought over and over again, it's just going to make me feel bad about myself. So what I have done instead is I've gone, actually, is that true? And when I think about it, I realise that first of all, those kids could not be more loved and more cared for. In fact, to the point where they probably think I tell them that I love them every day way too much. You know, they could not know that they are more loved. They literally, they're looked after. They have everything they need. They are cared for. So that's number one. Secondly, I am still around and I'm still around quite a lot, actually. So even when I'm working on there and I finish, I try and finish at school finish time so that I'm around. So even if they, even if they want to go off and do their own things, which believe me, as they get older, they do, they're not spending time with me anymore because they don't want to. They want to do other things. They know that I'm there. I'm there for them when they need me. So I'm still around a lot. And thirdly, I know that in doing what I'm doing, I'm setting them a great example of being committed to something that I am deeply passionate about. So my previous belief that I'm a bad mum because I sometimes focus on work to the detriment of spending time with my kids actually 
not true. I'm not a bad mum. Yeah. Could I be more focused on them sometimes? Yeah, I could. I could work on that. That's a little area for me to work on. But at the same time, I am still around a lot. I do still spend time with them. I do make myself available for them. I do still do things with them. And, you know, like I say, they are so loved, so cared for. They could not feel sort of safer in their home environment. So when I think about it, I'm like, oh, actually, I'm creating a pretty good environment for my kids. So let's stop beating yourself up. Yeah, work on the little things that you think that you could improve on. But let's not just make it a blanket example of I am a bad mum. So that's number three. Ask yourself if it's even true. What evidence do you have to the contrary? And then number four is about starting to create a virtuous circle. I've said virtuous circle, virtuous cycle. I don't know. You know what I mean. Um, Before I talked about the vicious cycle, the vicious cycle of, oh God, I feel fat. And then do things for yourself that you know, mean that you treat yourself as if you don't feel good about yourself. Okay. So you're not going to get into a place of treating yourself in a better way by doing that. So I really strongly believe that we need to start proving to ourselves that we're allowed to do nice things for ourselves. We have to start creating a virtuous circle and we have to start breaking out of the thoughts that are going on. So I want you to start imagining how you would treat yourself if you felt worthy. If you were that confident person, that confident, happy, content person that you would love to be, that you keep telling yourself you'd like to be, but you aren't, that you're really far away from right now, how would you treat yourself? What things would you be doing regularly if you were a person who was confident and happy and believed in herself? She probably would look after herself a bit better, right? You know, when you visualize that person, that person is looking after herself. She's exercising regularly. She's maybe booking herself in for the old massage. She's looking after her health by eating well. She's doing all of those things. So when you start to think about, okay, what I could do is I could keep treating myself as if I don't deserve to be treated nicely. And you wait. So you do that and you're waiting. You're waiting for something else to happen. You're going, when I lose weight, then I will treat myself better. Instead of doing that, what I want you to do is imagine that you are that confident, happy person who believes in themselves and start to treat yourself as if you are that person right now. Because if you do that, you're going to get closer to that so much more quickly. You're going to start to do the work on your mind and your mind is where it's at. It's not your body that needs to change. It's often not anything huge that we need to change about ourselves. It's just that belief in ourselves that needs to change. Now, do little things at first. You know, we all know that if you try and go big, (laughs) it's never going to stick. So choose something really small that you can use to start proving to yourself that you're worthy because that will lead to you feeling that bit better. And when you feel that bit better, you'll do something else nice for yourself and so on and so on and so on. And so you start to escape the vicious cycle and you enter the virtuous cycle instead. And the virtuous cycle is a much, much nicer place to be. Because at the end of the day, what are we going to lose by doing that? I think that we're scared of doing that because we think, oh my God, if I start to like myself more, then I won't lose the weight. I won't start exercising regularly. I won't do these things. But I believe that the opposite is true. I think that while you feel that about yourself, you're not going to take action. You're not going to do the things that you need to do. Whereas when you feel good about yourself, you start to treat yourself better and you start to do nicer things for yourself. And, you know, like I say, what's the worst that could happen? do you know what? Give it a go. Have a little experiment. See what happens if you just speak more nicely to yourself and you say nicer things about yourself and you take action. 
So have a think right now, what's one thing you could do for yourself? Something that you think, oh, I'd really like to do that, but you feel that you're not worthy of doing, you don't have the time to do it. What is that thing? And how can you start to add that into your life right now? So let's move on. There you have it. The reasons that we say and think mean things about ourselves, how those things are serving us right now or not, and my tips on how you can start to climb out of that towards something that's more positive, more productive in a way that's going to just allow you that bit more space and time and joy in your life. I know you can totally do this because I've done it for myself. Well, I'm doing it for myself. I'm in the process. Let's not say I'm 100% there. (laughs) I probably never will be. It's always a work in progress, isn't it? But, you know, I know that it can be done. I know that it's hard, but I know that it can be done. And I hope now that you can see that those things we think about ourselves can have a huge effect on all areas of our health and well-being. So let's get mindful of that and let's start tackling it. Are you ready to make a start on tackling this? Does this feel like something you can do or does it still feel like a really, really scary thing? I would love to hear what you think about all of that. And I really, really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and taken away a couple of little gems you can start to apply straight away. Have a great day. And whatever you're doing, I'm going to look forward to spending some time in your earbuds again next week. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.